10 years from now, if humanity still exists, I think we'll look back at the early AI-influenced advertising and be like, oh, God, the hell were we thinking? But then it'll get better and hopefully be used to make better things. But the AI is going to be a mirror of humanity. But have you ever thought, what if this is all just a dream? Welcome to Creativity Squared. Discover how creatives are collaborating with artificial intelligence in your inbox, on YouTube, and on your preferred podcast platform. Hi, I'm Helen Todd, your host, and I'm so excited to have you join the weekly conversations I'm having with amazing pioneers in the space. The intention of these conversations is to ignite our collective imagination at the intersection of AI and creativity to envision a world where artists thrive. Phil has been working in the advertising industry for 25 years. He started as a copywriter when the internet was young, then moved on to creative director roles at some big agencies in New York and Atlanta, as well as some smaller ones in the Midwest before setting out on his own. He's currently freelancing as creative director and strategist for several agencies in New York, and he's based out of Brooklyn. You can see his work at philgable.com. He also owns his own production company called Porky Pine Armadillo, which specializes in weird, low-budget comedy, which you can see at porcupinearmadillo.com. And we'll put that in the show notes so you don't have to figure out how to spell it on your own if you want to watch some genuinely, delightfully strange videos. Is there anything else <laughs> you want to say about what people will find, <laughs> Phil? <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. I, wanna, I want to you know, inspire just enough curiosity and mystery. Um. And then, and then let people be surprised or, or horrified or whatever their personal reaction <laughs> is. There's no wrong way to feel about what you find there. <laughs> uh, and Phil and I met back in 2012, and we've worked on different client projects ever since. Uh, one thing uh, you may have already picked up on, Phil is very <laughs> funny, and we always have a good laugh. Um, and it's always wonderful hearing his wildly creative and hilarious mind at work. <laughs> and pairing that with ChatGPT is a real treat, which we will <laughs> get into in a bit. Um, and we've actually switched around a lot because... I was, I think I was your client first and then you hired me to do some stuff later and then we Mm -hmm. were both side by side at stuff. Um, And then they figured out that it's better if you were like, uh, it it went better if you were like a little bit over. (laughs) And I forget who actually... um, uh, connected me to the brand that we first, uh, yeah, where I think it was the uh, the good the good folks at Swell Shark, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah shout yeah. out to Swell Shark for for that introduction because uh, yeah, that was yeah. back in 2012 already. So, how would you describe your humor? You do stand up comedy. You describe your videos as strangely weird on Porcupine Armadillo. So, how would you describe your humor? Um, I would, I would say, uh, dark, uh, really dark and, and generally like, uh, absurdist. Uh, uh, I feel like that's the closest thing I have to a religion is just, uh, appreciation for absurdity. <laughs> well, and we did have a talk before this episode to, to keep everything PG-13. <laughs> so we'll do our best yeah. to adhere to that today. Yeah. So it's not going to sound that dark today. Uh, 
<laughs> but next time there's a show a show or something if you want to like post that and yeah people can come experience the darkness but then when they feel better when they leave yeah <laughs> and um you know, you've been in the advertising agency, uh, you know, for the bulk of your career, starting off as a copywriter, then going into creative director. Um, do you have, how do you think about your creative process? Do you, uh, is there a certain approach or method to the madness that you have uh, that you can share with us today? The most scientific way I can put it is, is kind of think about stuff for a while. I do find moving around is sometimes helpful. Like if you're stuck, they've done studies that suggest like, if you're walking around, that gets things going. And if you're thinking about it while you're in a car, that's even more effective than walking. I once uh, had the uh, misfortune, I mean, honor of appearing in a, uh, a an episode of a reality show where they were trying to like show what it's really like in ad agencies. And the producer beforehand came to me and was like, I want to know, like, tell me when the moment's going to happen when somebody's going to like run across the office and be like, I've got it. And I was like, uh, never. Because what's probably going to happen is they're going to think about it. They'll think of something in the shower and write it down. Be like, eh. And then they'll show it to me in my office and I'll be like, eh, this one's pretty good. <laughs> that one's less good. Take this one and do more stuff with it. Uh, as a creative director, I believe in trying to like, you don't want to oversteer. If I had to document it, I think the best, actually the best explanation was Bill Pullman in The Zero Effect. When he talks about, there's a scene where he says, he talks about having to uh, uh, document the method. And people should just look that up. It's uh, it's about 12 minutes in, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. Go to creativitysquared.com and you'll, you'll get all of this. <laughs> you could tell you're talking to like an advertising and marketing person in this episode. <laughs> more so than some of our other uh, uh, episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a, if I, yeah. I'm suspicious of anybody who says that they have a really specific method. It's either beta or theta uh, flow um, that you're talking about where the brain is more creative and uh, not in the, the noise of the day-to-day -day consciousness uh, stuff. So. Oh. <laughs> and that's why when people are like going to bed or in the car, like you're in a different brainwave and that's where yeah. the, the creative ideas come. There's There is science behind that part. <laughs> I do hate noise and I don't really like to sleep. <laughs> either so that makes sense <laughs> that's funny um okay so the advertising industry you've been in it for 25 years or so how has it changed or how have you seen it change over that time especially in this interesting moment that we find ourselves with ai as this new big disruptor that uh we're on the precipice of or in the at the beginning of i should say like how it's changed generally, it would be like, that would be like four or five hours. <laughs> um, you know, it goes through cycles where like for a while, like fun. And then everyone's like, no, don't do anything fun. There was like, yeah, there was actually a period around 2007, 2008, when there were articles appearing that were describing the phenomenon as like sadvertising. <laughs> where suddenly it's like, yeah, suddenly like all the commercial, all the TV commercials got like really serious and people wanted to like address like really heavy and like do pulling on the heartstrings, um, which like, I, you know, I mean, if somebody's paying me, I can do it, but I, I prefer to uh, 
stay away from that kind of thing and do things that are funny because people, <laughs> those are things people want to see uh, again and again. I think currently what I'm noticing is, I mean, everybody's freaking out for all kinds of reasons. Like it's getting, <laughs> budgets are tighter, things are tense. And then, yeah, people freak out a lot about AI and having things written by AI and what is this mean i i'm not i'm not as worried about it i find it to be like a handy tool it's going to take a while before like it can do like strategic and creative brand level thinking and at the risk of sounding like too artsy fartsy like it's going to be a while before it can like actually you can tell it like write something that's actually funny and have it deliver because it's going out and it's sending like its magic robot tentacles out to like grab references of things right which is what makes it fun as a tool because you can be like uh rewrite this thing and the voice of that thing <laughs> or that person who has like a really defined style and there's a lot of reference for. If you're doing something new, you're doing a new campaign that has a very specific sensibility and you want it to write something that's really good, it's it's not going to be able to like pick that up, at least not yet. Like I told it to rewrite the uh, Declaration of Independence uh, in the voice of Dr. Seuss. <laughs> and I did that and it was like super fun. Um <laughs> Do you want to pull uh, that up and read it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it said, uh, we we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Like, it should have been a rhyme in there somewhere, but, uh, we're fed <laughs> up, but we're fed up with the king's rule. His ways are cruel. We want freedom and we want it now. We're done with taxes and being bossed around. We're forming our own nation and we're taking our own ground. We pledge our lives, our fortunes, and sacred honor to this great land of ours, the United States of America. We will not be silenced. We will not be swayed. We will stand tall and make our voices heard today. Exclamation point. <laughs> and I've had it do it. It's, it's great at mimicking like a, a voice of something, at least on a superficial level. I told mm -hmm. it to write a sermon about honesty in the style of Eminem. I did that. <laughs> I told it to write a, a 90 second monologue about meatloaf in the voice of Barack Obama. And it did that. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's you know so it's uh it's a really fun toy for that kind of stuff and it's like super handy if you're like if it's like take this product description and make it shorter that kind of thing i'd be if i was if i was if i if if i was making a living writing uh like blog content for seo purposes and things like that uh i'd be a lot more worried uh so I think it's it's going to be it's going to replace like that kind of stuff things that you would usually throw to a uh uh things that would usually be like interns or juniors or something. Um when you get to like the more um campaign ideas and brand ideas and stuff like I think it's going to be uh a while before it can do that if anything. Cuz it's like you're 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 making a new thing. And you're, um, uh, it has to like find references for that. Uh, and also just, you know, I periodically test it, <laughs> like <laughs> write this kind write write a commercial for this thing in this kind of comedic style. Um, and it fails miserably. And it's like, man, if you were relying on it to do that, you would like do it four or five times and be like, oh God, this is more trouble than just having a person who's good at writing actually write it. <laughs> And, and when you test it like that, do you 
do you also see that as kind of like um, a brainstorming tool of like, let me see what it does and like I can play off of it or just seeing how bad it is? It's like, okay, let me just rewrite it and not do what that, uh, what it generated at all. Uh, no, I haven't found it useful as like, a, uh, not as a brainstorming tool, uh, but I find that it's it's a it's a handy quick editor when it's just like you know you're working on a on a deck and need something to be slightly uh, slightly shorter uh, that kind of thing. But um, yes, it's not it's not really good at generating like original. It, it generates like generic. If you if it was a junior writer, you would fire it pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> It's like if you had a if you had a junior writer whose only goal was I want to be consistently employed, uh, making things longer or shorter or making slight tonal shifts. Um, but even then, it's kind of like when you tell you know Alexi or Siri to do something and they do like this like dumb literal interpretation of it. <laughs> a lot of times, it's like that. If you're like um, uh, make this letter sound more conversational, and then it comes back with you know. Hey there, what's up? I'm Jim, and you know, um, yeah, it's not. It'll, it'll get better, I'm sure. But like, uh, yeah, right now it's kind of it's it's good at a certain range of editorial functions, I would say. Mm. Well, it's interesting that I mean, it's it's generative for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the way that it's described is that it does create something new based on all the information that's trained on. Um, but you've said a few times, like, it's really not original ideas because of the generative nature of it. So how, how do you know when an idea is good? Is it just like a gut instinct? How do you rate a good idea oh, or an original it's, idea? It's, it's sheer godlike clairvoyance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a healthy dose of narcissism. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be something that like really surprises you. Whereas like, if you, if you tell it like, uh, even something where it's like, come up with some scenarios for this kind of thing, it gives you things that it's like, it'll come back with a list and you're like, damn it. These are the most predictable. I could have, I could have done these and I'm not even a computer. Uh, <laughs> it, it disappoints when you, when you, when you want it to give you like a, a, like a really new angle on something on like a concept. Um, but if you're just looking to fill in, yeah, like I find it, it, it's useful to like fill in things. It's like you're in the middle of several things and it's like, Oh, I need a couple more examples of uh, blah, blah, blah. It'll do that. <laughs> Well, and what what are some of the fun prompts that you've put in there? Because it sounds like you do have a lot of fun uh, just playing with it and testing it out and seeing what it will do. Yeah, yeah. It's like having you know, it's like having a. It's like how if you have a yeah, if you have a stove and want to add like an extra burner and you have like this like side burner or hot plate or something. I feel like <laughs> at least currently, like AI writing things are kind of your side hot plate of like. All right, just keep this warm. Don't don't try to do too much with it. Just just keep it, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I uh, I think th like the image ones are fun because it's like uh, combining like movie posters. Uh, like I, I had it combine, yeah, 
do like Taxi Driver meets Pretty Woman, uh, Gone with the Wind and Star Wars, and it combines those in like interesting, uh, fun ways. Largely because they're like still very screwed up. Um, <laughs> you, they are. You know, people talk about it being like, oh, it's great for like generating like a quick piece of concept art. And I think that's where it's like the skill is actually being able to write the prompt well because it's like um, <clears throat> I've had it do I've had it be useful for that a few times, but then uh, I don't know. Last week was I needed a oh I needed a uh, possum juggling peanuts, just a pencil sketch of it, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> I don't have time to do that. And this isn't the real art. This is just like for reference. And you put that in, and it comes back, and there's a possum with a squirrel tail, and then one with two heads and you're like, okay, no squirrel tails and uh, only one head. And it, it kept coming back with like multiple limbs for some reason. <laughs> and the, the dumb, the dumbness is what makes it fun to me right now. Uh, like those AI generated commercials that people have made on runway for uh, uh, pepperoni hug spot pizza. Uh, well, I, tell tell us about that, and, and I'll be sure to embed it in the, yeah. the show notes too. Yeah, we should put a, a link and and whoever the the person is that actually made it. But it's like they made a yeah. Somebody took it on themselves to make some uh, genre commercials for like pizza and burgers and beer, and it's all kind of, but it's all it's all and they're using like the Gen two of Runway, which is like the next level. But it's it's source footage is like old commercials from the nineties. And then it just starts like sticking stuff together in ways that show like a fundamental lack of understanding of human anatomy for one thing. <laughs> and, uh, and then they have, um, yeah. And it's, and, and it's right now it, it's great for making things that are just like, so, so dumb that they're fun and so bad that they're good. <laughs> I'm sure that'll, um, I'm sure that'll change. There, there was actually um, a film club I went to a few times uh, when I lived in New York. And I forget the name of it, but it was like the horribly fabulous films. And they would pick really bad films to watch. Oh, yeah. And then on the other screens, tweets for like the best like pithy lines about the bad film. And then if like certain things like what was the film like Santa slays like every time there's like a bad um or an object that's used as a weapon but that's not actually a weapon uh drink and they turned it into a drinking game which was really fun oh, and I feel like, like we could Science do that kind of. with these ads yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and like there's a great um I don't know if they're doing anything but there's uh there's these guys in Brooklyn that run a thing called the uh found footage festival <laughs> Um, and they just, they're great. And you can, you can order, uh, yeah, you can order videos from them, just compilations that started when, when one of them like was working at a video store and found stuff that the store was throwing out and was like, this is all terrible, but, but funny, <laughs> terrible. <Yeah. laughs> and, they compiled them and it's like, uh, yeah, I feel like, I feel like once those guys have access to one of the, one of the like better, um, video AI programs and they can upload some of that weird shit i think that's going to be a lot of fun yeah i feel like there's like a whole new i don't know art genre to describe this of like ai uh surreal absurd absurdity or something i don't know yeah. well i've heard people i've heard people refer to it as uh as ai hallucinations um which i think is a good way to describe it uh yeah 
Well, I mean, the the term hallucination is uh, really used to when it fills in the gaps of, like you mentioned earlier, uh, that if it doesn't, if it's not a super well-known person, and this is a great way, actually, if you've never played with ChatGPT to ask it about yourself, because when I did that myself, it uh, it came back that I had created a, a conference, a social media conference. I was like, that sounds cool, but I didn't do it. It totally hallucinated and filled in those gaps. Um, so it, it does that a, a lot, and that's why you can't take it for for face value and always check, double check what it comes out to make sure that it's actually accurate. <laughs> and when it's going out and like grabbing just whatever it can find, it's like uh, there's a few other there are a few other uh, other Phil Gables in the country. It's like there's uh, like two of them are like per, like science professors. <laughs> And so I was like, what does it do if I wanted to write a bio and it described um, my crossover career of uh, chemistry and advertising? And it's like, well, no, you're not you're not good for this yet either, <laughs> but probably will be. And then there's the uh, oh, it's it's fun to play around with the um, uh, the AI voice things. Uh, Cause it's also it, in a similar way. It's like, if you want it to be like actually good and have <laughs> nuance and soul, you need like a person doing it. If it's, um, uh, but they're great for when it's like, you're making something where it's like, I need a voice that sounds kind of stilted <laughs> and awkward. Um, and it's like, and, and I guess if, if you were, if you're doing something that was like purely informational, and you wanted like a straight read of things that, and it was short, you could probably do that. But then it's like, uh, um, yeah, if you try to, it, it does. Yeah. As an act, as an actor, it doesn't get nuance either. And you can even like give it really specific instructions and it's like, wow. Yeah. If you were a writer, I would fire you. And if you were a human, <laughs> if you were a human actor, I would also fire you. But since you're, you know, free or $20 a month or something, um, but yeah, I think the AI voices are great for uh, things where it's supposed to sound stilted and awkward and kind of like comedically artificial. Um, but you see these ads on LinkedIn and stuff for like voiceovers that'll fool your boss. And it's like, I mean, I don't know if these are really fooling your boss, then uh, you should work somewhere else because your your boss is really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you like lean into like embracing uh, the awkwardness uh, and the absurd absurdity of uh, of where the AI and the tools are right now. Yeah, and I mean, and the and and you know, if the, if the voicemans do like eventually get good, then that's like the panic everyone has, I think, in the industry of like you know, uh, if it does get good at that stuff. Um, but I think this, in terms of writing, I think the stuff that it's going to get good at first is the stuff that I don't really like doing anyway. <laughs> I, I had a conversation with someone at South by on this because I, I think, you know, differentiating like brand strategy from performance marketing, where you do a ton of A-B testing and generating lots of just like 
I mean, to a certain extent, it's it's just grunt work, variations of right, ad right. creative, whether that's visuals or copy. And it's like, you know, it helps pay, pay the bills, but it's not the sexiest. It's not the most fun. And the gal I was talking to, she's like, yeah, it's almost like a relief that I don't have to do all that anymore. Um, it's going to replace that time, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or if, or if you're yeah. on like, you know, a fifth round of revision for a headline and you know, there's like one word that like try as you might, like they're not uh, understanding why it needs to be that word. And like, is there another word for this? And it's, yeah, give me several synonyms for this. Like as a, as a, as a backseat or as a sidecar editorial assistant, it's, it's very handy, (laughs) but it's kind of (laughs) like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's like the, uh, in terms of like the like the full time roles that that'll replace, I don't think those are things that people like really love doing, anyway. And then there'll be the skills to like manage that and like fact check things and all of that. I think will like you know there's a cycle. It's sort of like in the file management. Yeah. Where, where's the AI that can handle all of the file management? I would love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's still somebody that has to be like at the controls, and there's there's some people that want to like yeah put tighter reins on that but then it's like what are we gonna do are we gonna are we gonna make like rules in advertising and entertainment like like when you drive through new jersey and you can't pump your own gas at a gas station because they were like well we're gonna protect these jobs and it's like i don't know it's just i mean not to knock whatever anyone does for a living but it's like i don't know if like i don't think those people love doing that uh and if they were there's there's other things they could get so it's like it doesn't make sense to like preserve the more like grunt work things just to preserve them if um like new things will come up it just takes a while for those things to come up and that's that's a painful process and that's why we need as you know like that's why we need to have like safety social safety nets and transition things to help people transition when they're when those uh those roles get replaced by stuff but um yeah like i was reading something about robot bartenders <laughs> there's a few bars and yeah there, well there was uh, well a story of uh, a woman in china um taking a baseball bat to a robot in one of the hospitals <laughs> because there was a a shortage of nurses and um, and you know, that, that's a very vulnerable state, you know, being in a hospital and not being able to connect with a human. Um, but yeah, so that, you know, the reality of, of some of this stuff is, can be a little daunting. Yeah, I can't imagine. Or sobering, yeah, I should say. A robot, a robot bartender is not going to actually be fun. Uh, like that's part, of, that's part of what, what makes, yeah. What makes a good bar, a good bar is like, who's actually, who's actually there, uh, I, the in a hospital, the only thing I would like is if they could, if there was a, if they could simulate, uh, like in Empire Strikes Back, after Luke gets frozen to death and has to go into the back to tank, and there's that weird robot <laughs> standing there fixing his hand and stuff. Like if they could do that, that would be. That's a really. That's going to be a really niche. Start. <laughs> well, yesterday was uh, well. At the time of the recording is May fifth, uh, so yesterday was uh, May the fourth. Yes. Uh, so we'll probably uh, between some of the 
image generation that you did with Star Wars. <laughs> but there, there's going to be a Star Wars theme, I predict, in the in today's conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody, yeah, yeah. It's it's not all. Yeah, it's it sounds like it'll be cost efficient and helpful, but it's like, yeah, this is no, this is no Luke Skywalker in the back to tank. Um. Yeah. Well, and talking about the the job replacements and new opportunities uh, at my parents' house uh, in East Tennessee, we still have a uh, VHS player and we still have all of our old VHS uh, tapes, which are, are kind of funny. But um, we have a making of the original Star Wars on VHS. Oh, wow. And it's so fun to watch because how they did special effects, you know, they would be in... Um, uh, I'm not going to use all the right terminology, but in one of the um, starships and like, they literally had people outside of what they were sitting in, like shaking them from the outside to get that. It was like, you know, flying through space. And now we have all these like special effects um, that like really replaces a lot of the original um, really innovative ways that uh, special effects were done um, too. You know, it was a real art, <laughs> and, I, and I, I still always prefer like uh, if you can do it in camera, it's just going to be that much cooler and that much more interesting, and it's more and it's more fun. Um, but then it's like, but also, yeah, it, I think an interesting analogy, like when when CGI first started showing up everyone was blown away, but then a few years, it didn't take long for CGI to get better. And then everyone to be like, Oh, the CGI in that first set of star Wars prequels was really awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then there was a lot of CGI and commercials around that same time that seemed like everyone was like blown away until a year later and was like, Oh wow, that actually wasn't that good. (laughs) Yeah, I, I see the conversation um, almost more on Twitter around Mid Journey. Like, there's like the images that come out of Mid Journey, and and I have not played with it at all myself. They have this like hyper realism look to them, where you can, and yeah. you know, they miss some of the depth of field and some of those elements, but it, it's a lot of that look or aesthetic seems hyper real, and you can kind of tell. But it is getting better and better too. Yeah, no, a lot of the stuff people make on Mid Journey is really fun. Um, but it's like, uh, yeah, to really use it, you have to get into their like Discord, and it's like a more complicated like interface than the things like uh, uh, Dream Studio and the like fifty other ones. Uh, but uh, but those, it's like a lot easier to use, but the results aren't as good. <laughs> Um, but it's funny too. It's like, it's, it's like even, yeah, it, it, like if you're, you still have like a person coming up with like what the prompt is like even Andy Warhol, like didn't, you know, it's not like he did every single thing by hand. Like he had a whole staff that he would, you know, he'd have an idea and have this person, have these people make these pieces. And then, um, you know, so it's not, uh, I, I feel, I feel like in the, yeah, in the right hands, it's, um, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun party trick on at least, uh, but and and it's a handy it's a handy tool to have uh, if you have like smart people like directing it. Um, but you know, like anything, it's like you know, if uh, if if dumb people use it to do dumb things, then <laughs> that's going to be terrible. And uh, it's uh, a pessimist is never disappointed. Um, <laughs> 
So you you mentioned, uh, we've mentioned some of the tools. Are there certain ones that you really like playing with or have any, uh, are the pros and cons of some of the ones that, that you've experimented with? Uh, oh, let's see. I have a whole, I mean, I keep a whole set of like bookmarks uh, under there. Um, oh, I, uh, Adobe Firefly and then, uh, yeah, Microsoft made one. I think they just put it on bing for like images like are pretty good and it's it's so weird to like go jump from one to the other and see which one seems to be which one takes direction better and again you can't help but think of it like as a person of like you you put it in and uh yeah i I told it to make a um i told one of them to like generate an image of friends on a couch watching television and it did that all of them had like three legs for some reason. <laughs> and that's right. Like, why? why? Why does it? Do, why does it do that? I, I someone must know. I don't know why it does that, but it's like, um, yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll it'll be like really handy for one thing, and then you 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 want to use it to just make a quick image for something else, and it's like, oh god, I could have just like photoshopped this myself in less time than it took to like try doing this. <laughs> Um, but the, I think my, my favorite thing is the, uh, um, yeah, just when you do want like a, like a piece of a, like a, a background voice or like a voice that sounds, uh, uh, voices that are voices that are awkward and in awkward exchanges, um, um, Murph, uh, Murph AI, uh, uh, is good for that, uh, kind of thing. So are there any projects or um, videos that you could tell us where you've kind of embraced all these awkwardness and put them together uh, just to kind of see how you've taken these and, and kind of uh, run with them, I guess. Oh, from a- yeah. For, uh, for Smarty Plants, uh, a cannabis brand uh, was making a lot of videos. Like, you know, they would have, every time they had a new strain come out um, uh, and they wanted like a, like a 15 second, a 15 second video that just announces this strain is here now <laughs> and like getting like, you know, it was, it's like having a computer, a, a stilted weird computer voice that you can then have instantly. And then just like EQ it and stuff was like really fun. It's like, and you're on like such a tight timeline. Uh, and those come out like, uh, delightfully. Yeah. Th- th- that was just the right, the right kind of weird for the right kind of weird <laughs> assignment. <laughs> Um, which I, I watched that this morning cause it's on your website oh, yeah. and I, I can see how, um, the, the target audience of smarty plants would really appreciate the video too. Well, the, the short, the shorter ones are computer voices. The, um, uh, the long, the long one was a real person. And then the, the 32nd one, uh, were just, were free things I dug up from the library of Congress. <laughs> like strange uh bizarre strange archives i think if somebody can make an ai thing that can uh search more efficiently in like the library of congress archives that'll be that's on my wish list for all of you engineer people yeah (laughs) and i'm sure i i saw some stat um that's now outdated but uh 
it was on Twitter where the last 30 days there were some 2,000 new AI tools that came out. So oh, whether they're plugins or whatever, at the I mean the the speed at which these tools are are coming out is is wild. Yeah, yeah, and I get I get like newsletters that'll have a bunch and like try to like try them out. Um, and like the quality is like widely varying. Uh, there was like a simple one where it was like it'll it'll remove a background for you know, 10 cents an image. And it's like, I mean, I can also remove a background, but, um, all right. And, uh, and it sucked and it was, yeah, it was, it was, again, it's like, if this was a junior designer, <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why do you suck at this? Um, but I'm sure there, I'm sure there's some good background removal <laughs> robots out there also. Yeah. We use Canva for a lot of our clients at Sociality Squared and Canva has a really good background remover in like one click. And I think, uh, cause it was so well and easy. I think Photoshop made it easier too mm -hmm. to, to remove backgrounds really quickly or Adobe came out with, with a similar tool. Um, so yeah, in, in that regard, it, it makes non-designers, uh, being able to design a lot more accessible. And even the current version of uh, the current Gen 1 version of like Runway makes it easy. There's a lot of stuff in there that's like you can do all of these things in like Premiere or it can do it like a little bit faster there like once you get into it. So yeah, yeah. production wise it's like there's a lot of stuff that'll just like speed up workflow I think. Um um, but most, mostly I can't wait to be, get like access to runway gen two, to be able to start feeding in, um, like stranger source things and have it like really, really fuck things up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is for, why don't you explain to people who don't know what this is? This is a text to video that's, uh, correct. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, gen two is going to be like pure text to video, uh, Gen one is still like, uh, at least as, as far as I can tell so far, Gen one is like uh, a runway is like you can put in like source things and then have like it's like Instagram filters. Like they're all things you can do in Photoshop. It would take you like slightly longer, um, but you can like throw some filters on and, and put some things together and get like a, a good resolution output. Um, so that's that's handy and practical. Um, but like there was a, yeah, the stuff people can do with uh, Gen 2 that's just genuinely like new and bizarre, <laughs> I think is like the really, uh, the really exciting part. And using, um, uh, being able to, oh, it's, and it's interesting too. It's like you can put, uh, like in chat GPT, you can totally tell it to like, answer in this you know well-known person's like voice or persona and it'll nail it um and with some image programs you can say like i asked uh i think dream time or dream studio to make uh remake posters for 80s sitcoms uh as done by you know um you know Van Gogh and like other <laughs> like 
great <laughs> artist and it nailed it. And it was like, wow, that's like, yeah, that looks about right. Like chat GPT will, you can, you can tell it to like answer in the voice of this person or in this persona and it'll nail it exactly. And then on image programs, like if you want it to emulate like a, like an art movement or something or an artist from that's been dead for a hundred years, it'll do it. Yeah, the copyright thing gets tricky again because it's like, yeah, just remake a still image of this as if it had been from a Wes Anderson movie and Adobe Firefly was like, oh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> a lot of times the, the prompts that I put in, it comes back and says that it can't do. And then I have to like revise it and be like, oh, it was because of that. Um, and then it's like, still no. And I'm like, oh, God. And it's, it might take me four or five tries to like figure out what the offensive thing was to the program. Because I'm like, I thought this was perfectly fine. <laughs> we, will, we will not post any of those prompts or images in the notes. <laughs> I don't know if that if we want you on the content moderation uh, team or not, Phil. <laughs> well, I, I I will say. Um, uh, I, I, one thing I do want to build out for the website is kind of like a report card or cheat sheet to know which tools are good at what from an ethical standpoint. Um, Adobe is one oh, of the most, yeah, yeah. Uh, Firefly is one of the most ethical in terms of how they train their data sets. Midjourney, not so much. Um, so that that's coming in the future and open invite for anyone to contribute. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, that that was one I found the other day too, because I wanted it to make like a a cartoon uh, a cartoon of uh, uh, like a a deer shooting back at a hunter, like a cartoon <laughs> of it of a deer. Yeah. You you would see that on like like Looney Tunes way back in the day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm pretty sure Gary Larson actually had several of those uh, back when he was making the Far Side. Uh, I was like, oh, make one of, and it's like, oh, this violates all of our, and I don't know, and the and the way that the way that they write, you know, there's a person behind how they phrase uh, your your rejection letter from the AI program, your rejection letter of whatever you just asked for, uh, and it really comes across as self. That's something they might want to work on. It really comes across as like they're trying to make you feel bad for even asking. Like, oh, I, I've had one of those experiences. I felt like um, a, a parent was like, uh, you know, uh, shaming me to a certain extent. It was like, this is a yeah. very obscure and niche question that blah, 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 and violates terms of service. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> I'm put in my place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, yeah. when Adobe shot down my my armed deer, uh it was like we were not allowed to advocate violence and blah 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 blah. <laughs> Similarly, like chat <clears throat> chat G, I was like, hey, it'd be funny to like see what it does with like, uh, yeah, write a letter to Lindsey Graham advocating that we teach witchcraft in public schools. Um, and it came back and it was like, oh no, I can't do that to try to influence like public policy and uh, and it's like, oh oh, you thought I was serious? Like I was just gonna take you thought that. Um, so that's another one where it's like, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a sarcasm gap. 
Mm. Yeah. That has well, not been hard, figured out yet. Hard to understand, you know, via text <laughs> yeah. anyway for yeah. humans to understand all the time and pick up the nuance of that. So for machines uh, to figure it out when humans miss it all the time, you know, I think that once the machines understand sarcasm, maybe that's when uh, we should get a little bit more worried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's such a weird uh, – it's such a weird – moment of people trying to like you know people all around the whole spectrum trying to like censor things by other people and then it's like we have to like decide uh, how the robots are gonna censor things and what and it's like uh uh well my ray of sunshine is that is just that is just gonna be a massive uh a massive fuck fest that no one can really figure out (laughs) (laughs) Get the popcorn. Well, and I guess because, you know, with some of these tools, um, I think there's a difference playing with them personally and then maybe using them, especially with all the lawsuits happening around the copyrights for client yeah. work or commercial purposes. Do you yeah, yeah. do you differentiate the two or are you transparent with clients if you do use AI at all in any of your projects? Or how, how do you think about that? The, oh. At all. For sure. Or if at yeah. all. Because uh, uh, if I'm using it as like a, uh, like an editing tool, it's like no one. Um, yeah. For the, like for the kind of stuff that I do, like uh, uh, no one cares that I like used a thing to make this slightly shorter. Um, but there's not. Yeah, it's it's not good at any functions yet. Right now, it's it's not good at any of the functions that people are like actually paying me for. Um, it'd be, uh, uh, yeah, if you were like if you were purely like an editor, uh, that would be like a different. That would be a different thing, I think. Um, but yeah, I think for. Um, uh, it's like I give, I give all the AI things. Like, I give all of the programs five stars for uh, personal amusement. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if they were interns, you would fire them all. <laughs> for, yeah, for in, for interns, there would only be a few I would keep around. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, it's like uh, yeah, and I, I have had clients where like like during a meeting they tried. Uh, I don't know. It's like we were like going over something and during the meeting, somebody was like, well, chat GPT just wrote this. I'm like, well, yeah. And it shouldn't have, um, but it did. <laughs> so, but you are hearing that at meetings already. Like, uh, is that, yeah, is it annoying yeah. to oh, like. <laughs> phenomenally. <laughs> phenomenally annoying. But it's like, by the time, by the time, by the time someone like, by the time someone asks like chat GPT to do it, like that line has already been butchered beyond all repair anyway. <laughs> so it's like, I find it annoying, but not like, uh, yeah, not, not infuriating. Not just like, and not yeah, threatening for yeah. your job yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 The stuff that they want it, the, the stuff that they, the stuff that they want it to write is stuff that like, I don't want to write. <laughs> Where my ethical objection wouldn't be that you're having a computer do it. My ethical objection is you shouldn't 
make anyone read that. <laughs> that's too. That's too. Making making the public subjecting the public to something that boring is not okay. And I don't care if you're paying a person to do it, if you're having a computer do it for free. That's just boring shit that like no one should have to read. And I blame you, marketer, for <laughs> wanting something that bad. <laughs> yeah, Clients well, what, do get the work they deserve, I find. You know, no matter who's doing it, they get the work they deserve. Yeah, and, and yeah, and you get what you pay for too. <laughs> if you're paying yeah. $20 a month for ChatGPT to be your coffee editor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Yeah. The really good ones yeah. that want something <laughs> for, well, what, yeah. I mean, one thing that I've definitely thought about is, you know, there's already so much content that exists. And I mean, we've heard before in the social media industry, like feed the content beast uh, to play to the algorithms and stuff. And oh, now God. these tools yeah, are going to you know, really just make the output of all this creative that much more easy. So we're going to have flood of even more creative. So it either puts it on the onus to oh God, have even yeah. better content to stand out or potentially on the tools themselves, on the algorithms to surface it. So I don't know. Yeah. The, the flood of content on top of what already exists, I'm kind of like, trying to figure out how that's going to play out in some of the different oh, scenarios for sure oh dear God. oh yeah i see i see uh nothing but doomsday scenarios there um the uh <laughs> <laughs> you say it so with a with a laugh though <laughs> this is why people are getting off social media <laughs> i know that's the real because <laughs> uh yeah so it's like so it's like the uh now, I was talking to someone recently who has a, a media company uh, about doing some creative stuff. Um, and he had mentioned, like, uh, you know, I want somebody that can uh, do uh, that's familiar with, like, using AI tools. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, because you can use it to, like, a, a edit a piece of long copy, edit a deck make a, a comp image for something there's there's useful efficient ways to do that um and and you could even for like for like social posts use it to make some like weird deliberately weird odd stuff that that people would enjoy seeing um but then he he sent me a link to some other ai tools and was like i think these are great and it was all just like it was essentially just like templates where you could like I'm advertising this kind of thing and uh, here, here's a template, here's an image, what kind of line do you want on there? And the stuff that comes out is just like so painfully generic. And it was like, oh yeah, I don't want to be involved in this or with anyone who wants this to happen. Uh, Cause it's <laughs> the, uh, the amount of, it's like the amount of Every like the content race, there's already so much bad content by humans, and then now it's going to be like a supercharged arms race to like flood the internet with even more like low quality content um, and potentially um, incorrect content. Because if you have copywriters who don't have expertise 
in like yeah. the SEO, um, you know, blog posts or web content that are putting it out and they don't catch when the tools do, uh, do hallucinate. That's yeah. going to open yeah. up a whole new can of worms of just misinformation, uh, you know, flooding the internet, which I'm sure is already happening for, for people who are using it and don't have the oh, um, subject matter expertise to, to know the difference if it's hallucinating or not. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like we already saw, like, even in the early days of the internet, like, when people figured out that they could have these, you know, like, click farms to, like, game the system for, uh, you know, media effectiveness. Um, and, like, now those are automated with bots. And so it's like, man, it's like, it, it turns into, like, the old lady that swallowed the fly. It's like, so we're going to make all, <laughs> there's going to be all this easy to generate, cheap to generate, like, low quality content that no humans actually want to read. But then other companies will make some bots that will pretend to be humans to read that. And it's like, you know. The, We're just making content for the machines to consume and then yeah. The, yeah, the, <laughs> give the us ray, misinformation the, if we actually come across it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the ray of sunshine is the army of <laughs> the army of fake humans will absorb all of the content made by all of the other fake humans. <laughs> and then it's like, well, all right, that can just that universe can live over there. The tests, the things to prove that you're not a robot, like are so weird and easy that it's like, man, why haven't the robots figured out uh, how to identify stoplights yet? That's <laughs> really weird to me. Well, Twitter's a whole new hot mess these days. Like how they never solve the bot problem because it's yeah, so yeah. bad. But it's that's you know one of many many problems with Twitter these <laughs> days. But yeah, the the bots and the spammers and the hackers like with these new tools. Yeah, it's that's that's not going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, but I think but there'll be a lot of jobs in managing the robot armies. I think. That'll be mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. And, you know, something else uh, that I've been thinking about is also, you know, you mentioned uh, AI in yourself as the new Google in yourself. But I've heard in so many conversations where people are just going to chat GPT uh, to get answers over Google just because you don't have to sift through a ton of results. Uh, it's not really selling you stuff or the Google ads are. And then what does that mean for, oh. for the SEO yeah. industry and to be discoverable for businesses to be found in search? You know, that that has really interesting in implications. And it is it is really good. At, I, uh, uh, I don't know if I mentioned that it's it's super handy writing when it's like uh, when you get into like it's oh also it's like the new Google search history is like looking back at like what you've asked chat GPT. Because I was doing that before this, and I was like, I was like, I asked it that. Wow, that's even by my standards. That was, I don't know what was happening there. Um, even by my very low standards of what's acceptable. Um, I, uh, but yeah, you can go back and see what you've asked Chat GPT before, and it keeps all those handy. Um, but it's it's great, uh, great writing tool when you're like, yeah, for some reason. A while ago, I needed uh, a lot of synonyms for something, but I needed only ones that started with the letter P. And it's like, uh, you know, it didn't change my life, but it saved me probably five minutes of going. I would normally go to like, um, you know, 
dictionary.com, thesaurus.com, something synonym finder. Um, but chat GPT is, uh, uh, yeah, it's a great handy little synonym generator and that kind of thing. I, I will say I still like, I use word hippo for my synonyms and I, I actually think uh, sometimes uh. it does a better job than chat GPT. Uh, so that's, you know, some of the other tools that, you know, TBD on their lifespan, but there are some niche ones out there that are still good and outperform chat GPT. And, uh, from my <laughs> viewpoint, at least, uh, what I also think is funny is like you, when you correct it and you tell it to like generate it again, uh, and you even write sort of like a, and you kind of, and then you can kind of scold chat GPT and be like, no, <laughs> And it apologizes, it like, I'm, I'm sorry yeah, you didn't get I it. <laughs> I didn't deliver what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be terrible for people that, like, uh, uh, learn to manage chat GPT before they manage actual humans. And then they're suddenly going to be like, ah, humans aren't quite, humans don't grovel immediately when I tell them they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this, this is uh, yeah, human etiquette and uh, conversation. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I worry. <laughs> I haven't thought about that scenario before, Phil. <laughs> I worry. That's, that's, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> 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 giving, giving people new thing, new things to worry about, and stay up late at night. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess uh, on that note, do you, are there, uh, are there things that keep you up at night, things that excite you, maybe some uh, predictions or wish lists with the tool? Uh, you can answer all or any one of those. <laughs> oh, AI related things that keep me awake at night. <laughs> yeah. Aside from, aside from, aside from humanity's general trajectory, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, too early in the morning for, for that conversation. <laughs> that's another, that, that, that's one in, uh, in New York with, uh, beers in hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I do, uh, I, uh, like I, I, I enjoy the, like, uh, yeah, it's like having a new internet again, like the, like just the sheer wormhole of like, you know, can you rewrite this as if it were so-and-so and you can use it, you can, you can, and using it to be like, um, you know, role play this conversation with me as if you were so-and-so and it's like, wow, that's odd. That feels oddly correct. Uh, you know, not always perfect. Uh, like I, um, uh, when I asked it to, uh, do a, um, a dialogue between Alice Cooper and Jay Leno about wood and iambic <laughs> pentameter it got the iambic pentameter right exactly but the references <laughs> it the the way that it embodied alice cooper was like very superficial just kind of like mentioning music uh and i don't think it really got jay leno's voice at all uh did did you tell it that did you have yeah. it uh did it improve after you scolded it <laughs> uh it was it's uh it's lack of understanding of alice cooper i thought was uh so disturbing that i just i just abandoned that one i was like no, okay. no. you don't even get a You're second fired. Chance. this this one <laughs> ai intern is fired <laughs> um uh yeah like it had uh one line was uh it had uh alice um 
Oh, no, it starts with Alice Cooper. A wood so strong and sturdy, how you please the eye with your rough bark and hues so brown. <laughs> your grain so varied makes artful ease in forms of furniture and structures sound. Uh, and then later, Alice picks up saying, Wood also holds a dark side. It burns with fury, wreaks destruction wild, but still its beauty cannot be denied. And music, too, it's used to make sound. And it's like, yeah, Alice <laughs> Cooper would have said had like something a lot more specific and a lot deeper. And then it's like, oh, Jay says, yes, guitars and drums are made of wood. It's a material that's truly understood. And it's like, mm, yeah, really. I think that was my most disappointing experience so far. And that kept me mm. up for longer than it should have. Uh, <laughs> well, was I'm, it because of the output or was it maybe I didn't ask the prompt right? You know, that's, that's a new existential question. <laughs> oh, no, it, 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 it made me worry that like uh, it was failing to find enough Alice Cooper reference material on the Internet to really be able to simulate Alice Cooper. Oh, so uh, it wasn't trained properly on Alice yeah. Cooper, and that's yeah. where the machine failed. <laughs> it's education so, on Alice Cooper. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, that was that was sad for me, and it made me weep for great music that may, you know, uh, go uh, go extinct one day. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, uh, it's like I, I, I kind of worry about what it means for for people writing some kinds of copy blogs and and product stuff. And then I do think that um, there'll be other things for those people. So then I worry about other stuff for a while. Um, and the, and I, I, I worry. I guess my biggest fear is like uh, yeah, like the <laughs> the the like like clients that will be like, well, I asked Chat GPT to write it and it said this. So it's like. If you're, if there are clients who aren't good at recognizing good from bad, and they don't realize how bad some of that output is, that makes me worry. Like, but that, but that parallels like, but I'm always worrying about the decline of appreciation for for quality uh, across every human endeavor. So, uh, in that sense, I'm not, I'm not losing any more or less sleep than I was before AI happened. Um, but I feel like I'm losing sleep in uh, in in more interesting, more varied ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, but some of in some of it's in good ways uh, because uh, just staying up and going down the weird uh, rabbit holes of like, and I can make it do this, and I can make it do this, and it, yeah, it's almost like it's like you <laughs> you have a twenty four seven you have a twenty four seven puppet. Uh, uh, and I, I, I asked it to write a Sestina about gardening, uh, which is this like super obscure poetic form, uh, that all revolves around like six as it's like, uh, six, six stanzas with six lines each. And then it's a really complicated, uh, meter and everything. Um, and it did that just like so fast. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. And it gave me comfort that like, it was able to know what any specific poetic form was. <laughs> <laughs> um and i worry about oh i i i wonder and worry about what the hell it means for like the future of uh uh as as a parent thinking about the future and then thinking about what would i have done if this was around in high school it's like wow that would have <coughs> sped up a lot of stuff and so then you think about like well 
they're going to be yeah so the the task of like you know digest this and then summarize it is going to be you know the computer can do that for you and they're trying to make things where they can detect it and watermark it and all that stuff but um yeah students will be able to like so like a lot of fundamental parts of like your english education like will be not will be things that are easily skippable uh, and I feel like that's going to result in deficiencies in like uh, kids' language ability eventually, which is bad. But then it's like if they're able to like they're no longer yeah they're not going to spend time writing like reports that just regurgitate things. So it's like but then they have this fucking tool in front of them to like go make. It'll be more about like making new things. So then I feel like a little bit better. Um, and then I'll get a news alert on my phone that something else terrible just happened. And I'm like, okay, now I can, now I can go back to my state of generalized <laughs> angst. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to feel too good about the world for too long, but I mean, it's going to, it's going to have like huge, cause it's like, you think about, uh, I don't know, a lot of college, at least when I went to college back in ancient times, it was like the, like social experience and like the learning how to learn was such a big part of it. But now that's going to be like a whole different thing. Um, so, uh, and they'll be able to like ask chat GPT to tell them about things and like, tell me how this works and tell me how that works in ways that like it's, and it's quicker than, yeah, Google will give you a bunch of search results and half of those will be clickbait. Whereas chat GPT will just start telling you, but then you don't know if it hasn't been fact checked. So <laughs> God knows. Yeah. See, I, see, I just started to feel good about it and then quickly found it makes me feel bad about it. In real time. The thought yeah. process going through Phil's mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, one, one thing, I mean, when I was in college, social the social media industry did not exist. You know, I got a major in marketing yeah. and then I went straight from undergrad to grad school. And that was right when social media was opening up to businesses and becoming an industry. But, you know, you didn't yeah. go to school at that time to, you know, be a social media marketer by any means. Right, right. So I think about that, you know, that there's job titles that don't exist today that will exist because of these tools. Like I went to school for marketing yeah, before yeah. social media was a thing. So we don't even know all of the, the new jobs and the new titles and, you know, what, what this, uh, what these tools will open up to. Yeah. That's kind of a, that's kind of a thing too. Cause it's like, I, I have had the thought that like, uh, I want my kid to start, uh, learning like the sooner he starts learning about AI stuff, the better. Um, but, uh, then, you know, uh, my wife and I have different, uh, different opinions about screen time and, uh, screens, screens, uh, <laughs> He watches and, a lot of stuff, but he picks really good stuff. Um, well, naturally, <laughs> he's your son, Bill. <laughs> there's a whole great world of, of of Lego, Star Wars content, and like lots of really good uh, things. And I'm like, I'm I'll be just I'm, I'm going to worry and be disappointed when he's picking like shitty shows to watch. <laughs> in the same way, I'm disappointed in and judgmental of people that watch any show that I think is shitty. But <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but but the maybe they're enjoying it because it is bad in the same way that you enjoy the the bad AI outputs. <laughs> maybe the pleasure not... the pleasure in bad content. Mm. I'm sure there might be a German word for that. <laughs> <laughs> Those shows need to get worse though. Like and that's and that's what I'm looking forward to is being able to like <laughs> Yeah, take <laughs> take uh yeah when 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 i can get to like runway gen 2 and have it make uh yeah combine several of the different like period shows where it's just english people in stumbling into rooms and being shocked and then stumbling into other rooms <laughs> yeah there, there's like hate watching uh which i think is different than watching something bad for the plot for the oh, pleasure that's true. of it because it's that's so true. funny yeah <laughs> That's true. <laughs> One thing I've always loved about advertising is that it is a reflection of society or where society wants to go. So I think it's a really interesting moment for advertisers of how they're showcasing brands and how they're saying that in this moment of time and where the reflection is and where the maybe where we want to go to. Um, do you have any ideas or, or reactions or thoughts on that? Well, the degree to which it's a reflector, um, you know, just depending on the day and depending on what I'm watching at the moment, uh, I find alternately uh, comforting and horrifying. Um, and it just vacillates between those two constantly. Uh, so I don't know. I, th I think, I think in the, I think once it picks, once, yeah, once all that AI tech picks up and gets a little better, I think it's going to be used to make, uh, yeah, I think too many people are, but it'll, it'll be sort of like when CGI came out and there was a rush, like because the entertainment did industry did first, there's going to be a rush to make, um, uh, there's going to be a rush to use it. And the same way we look back now at like commercials that had heavy special effects in like the nineties and early two thousands. And we're like, Oh God, that was, that was impressive then. <laughs> I think 10 years, 10 years from now, if, um, humanity still exists, I think we'll look back at advertising from the, the early AI influenced advertising and be like, Oh God, remember when we did that? <laughs> the hell were we thinking? <laughs> but then it'll get better and hopefully be used to make, uh, I, I don't really think it will. Um, hopefully it'll be used to make better things, but it's like, Ultimately, it's like the AI is going to be a mirror of humanity uh, for the good parts and the bad ones. And you you know which one I think is probably going to win. But um, <laughs> I think that's like, that's like the end. But then we can all sing Billy Joel's We'll All Go Down Together as uh, everything, uh, uh, as, as, as the world burns. And so that's something. That's a moment of togetherness before <laughs> a moment of togetherness before the great beyond. It, it is a funny thing about human nature that sometimes it takes a catastrophe or the threat of a catastrophe or hitting rock bottom for like the wake up call to happen and to pivot and shift. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think one of my hopes and, you know, I'm, I would say a realist, but an optimist at heart um, is that we shift course or change course before, you know, the hitting the, the, the total rock bottom. And that's just a matter of, you know, will. Um, 
to make it happen. Well, it's always we'll like a, it's always like a tail of like the correction kind of there's like that whiplash and the correction kind of follows. It'll be too late. It'll be too late and then it'll be too much. And then we'll start doing something else that we need to correct. Um, but I think as time goes on, like the that. Um, I, uh, if I had paid more attention to trigonometry, I would know which kind of wave <laughs> to call it. But eventually that that wave will get like more and more extreme. And so eventually where's the breaking point of um, uh, the tail being just taking too long to like catch back up. Uh, and that's when the world ends. Um, so something, something exciting to watch for. Uh, <laughs> God. Good indicators. Uh, <laughs> well, um, any, any closing thoughts? <laughs> that you want to leave besides, our, our, our viewers with and besides, listeners. Besides or that the rhubarb, our, my, my safe word for today's episode, rhubarb. <laughs> if we get too dark, that was my before, safe word. <laughs> I mean, before, before the next, before the next dark age begins, uh, I think, um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think the, the amount of, the amount of just, uh, delightfully weird shit you can make experimenting uh, I think is going to be super fun and it's like I, I'm waiting for like the image generators to be able to do things that like are in slightly more high res I, like the pepperoni hug spot thing I will watch over and over again um, and then there was another one there was another one for beer and another one for like pizza nuggets that are all um and that's the weird thing is it's like those are those are so funny because they're so bad, but they're bad in ways that like no like a person would never have thought of. <laughs> like uh, no matter yeah, nobody would have thought to make like the weird like distortions that happen in those things. Um and yeah, I think once uh, I don't know. Like, I'll I'll be less interested in AI once it's like you know really really good. But I feel like right now it's like we're in like the yeah the really fun playground phase where it's like you can you you can use it to make uh and not everyone like fully appreciates it. But those are yeah like people that don't look at pepperoni hug spot and find it entertaining are not people I want to be around anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> In a way, it's kind of, it's a, it's a help, it's a helpful social, it's a helpful way to like, you know, identify who uh, you really want to be friends with is like, did you think Pepperoni Hugspot was hilarious or not? So if you're considering working with Phil, watch that first. Yes, make sure you like. reaching out to him. Make sure you like Pepperoni Hugspot. Um, and so I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, despite Despite the eventual, you know, possible nightmares and pitfalls, I think there'll be, um, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of uh, fun to be had um, playing around, making uh, weirdly, uh, weirdly intelligently dumb things. <laughs> So before before doomsday or Armageddon, we can all enjoy pizza hug spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have 
like the like the most enjoyable side effect of artificial intelligence is artificial artificial inadvertent dumbness and the fact that like if you had told it to like yeah god knows what would happen if like you gave it a prompt to like try to make a pizza commercial with like uh disturbing disturbingly morphed human beings that like are connected to uh that are fused with the food that they're eating um oh but actually they without saying without going into detail uh a lot of those image image, image generators also now uh uh censor things that they used to not um uh because i was having a lot <laughs> i was having a lot of fun with uh uh prompts that uh you might call sacrilegious uh and then suddenly one day it was like oh no we can't do that and i'm like oh oh really (laughs) (laughs) you used to be you used to be cool stable diffusion (laughs) you're you're making phil's sand our uh, sandbox smaller (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah, there's the there's the large scale doomsday fears about what it means for society, and in addition to like the large scale societal problematic things that people worry about, I, I'm I'm more worried about the short term where, uh, yeah, some of the really, some of the really fun weird shit that you can make, like they're like, oh, you can't do that anymore, and it's like, no, but this was, this was good, this was good fun bizarre. And they're lumping, they're lumping, they're lumping the good bazaar in with the bad bazaar. And I feel like there needs to be a, a, a bizarreness czar appointed in the U.S. by the administration, and it should be me. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this is your next campaign poster uh, for yeah. uh, to, uh, your prompt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I don't have, I don't have that much free time, but I'd like to donate as much of it as I could to uh you know really oversee the boundaries of what kind of what kinds of bizarre things i can make and just issue a a rule it's going to take a lot of work it's going to take a big team to like really streamline (laughs) it for me every day so i can make decisions on that's bizarre in a bad way and that's bizarre in a good way um but i really think uh I, i i really think i would be good at it uh so I love yeah. I love it. You've got Austin and I think Portland, Oregon, uh, their city slogans are kind of like keep Austin weird, keep uh-huh. Portland weird. Yeah. Um, don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure Portland has that too, but I know Austin does. And, yeah, and Phil's slogan is true. keep AI weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't or keep be, AI bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Don't be one of these killjoys that stops the hallucinations and makes it like makes the imagery too accurate because that's why yeah that's why it's fun when it's too good it's gonna be like oh god you're like a you're like a person (laughs) (laughs) i I liked you better when you were uh when you were a when you were a mysterious uh mysterious force for chaos uh and if you're not gonna do that then you know, what do I need you for? Are, are humans too predictable then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This was uh, the great promise of, of AI is to help people appreciate uh, appreciate strange, chaotic things. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's my hope. <laughs> that's my hope and dream. In addition to being appointed the the bizarreness czar. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> Phil, it is always so much fun talking to you and getting a glimpse into your head and what goes on in there. So thank you <laughs> for sharing with us today. <laughs> thank you for, 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 for being willing to do that. Thank you for spending some time with us today. We're just getting started and would love your support. Subscribe to Creativity Squared on your preferred podcast platform and leave a review. It really helps. And I'd love to hear your feedback. What topics are you thinking about and want to dive into more? I invite you to visit creativitysquared.com to let me know. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you can easily stay on top of all the latest news at the intersection of AI and creativity. Because it's so important to support artists, 10% of all revenue Creativity Squared generates will go to ArtsWave, a nationally recognized nonprofit that supports over 100 arts organizations. Become a premium newsletter subscriber or leave a tip on the website to support this project and ArtsWave. And premium newsletter subscribers will receive NFTs of episode cover art and more extras to say thank you for helping bring my dream to life. And a big, big thank you to everyone who's offered their time, energy, and encouragement and support so far. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. This show is produced and made possible by the team at Play Audio Agency. Until next week, keep creating. Keep creating.